bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, in this third week of the Advent season, we continue to prepare to celebrate the gift of salvation given to us in your Son, our Savior. Father, we pray, help us to focus not so much on the things of the world, but rather on you and what you are doing in and through your word to touch the lives of people. Father, remind us that in the midst of hopelessness, you bring hope. In the midst of death, you bring life. Father, help us again to look at the baby Jesus and to prepare. We pray in your name. Amen. So our scripture this evening starts off with these words. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might. So where do we start? Start with a stump. What does the stump show us? Stump shows that there was once life, but now there appears to be no life. Such was the case at the time of Jesus that the nation of Israel was pretty much viewing itself kind of like a stump. Now, I'm sure when, when this prophecy was given some 700 years earlier, they thought at, at that time, there's, there's no way that our nation's ever going to be in this shape. You see, the stump of Jesse refers to the house and line of David, the king who sat upon the throne. And according to the prophecies of Scripture, his line would know no end. And yet all of a sudden, Israel is no more. It's first divided into two kingdoms. And then both of those kingdoms cease to exist. They're carried off into captivity, and it's years later before they can come back and begin to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And even as the time of Jesus approaches, they're without a king. Until, of course, Herod comes along, and he's not even Jewish, except maybe by a little bit of DNA in his blood. Stump of Jesse? Where is this mighty, magnificent house of David? No life in a stump. And yet... For those stumps that you leave without cutting the root, life can come again. 
Some of you who grew up in farm country or ranch country and had to take out your fair share of stumps, you know this. And that's what this prophecy is talking about, that, that even in the midst of death we never lose hope. That life is there as long as our roots are sunk into the right place. We would like to say that as long as they're sunk into the soil where there's a lot of nutrition and a proper amount of water that things can grow again. But we know that sometimes, sometimes the tree can grow even in the most interesting and precarious and hopeless places. You ever felt like this? Just kind of hanging on by a thread, clinging, surviving from day to day, wondering if you're going to make it to the next or when the next big wind is going to come and blow you over, or somehow you're just going to let go of your grip and fall. You know the ironic thing about this tree? It's a frankincense tree. They're pretty rare. Found only in one area of the world, really. But I thought that was kind of ironic because, you see, what we're really talking about when we talk about this shoot that comes out of the stump, this this tree that, that does the impossible, talking about Christ. For he's the one who brings life out of death and hope in the midst of hopelessness. He's the one that God sends into this world to be the king in the line of David, to restore the throne to the house. And yet as we prepare for this birth of the King of kings and the Lord of lords, we are reminded that part of that preparation is examining our hearts. And just like a tree can grow on the side of a mountain or a hill and, and take root in the smallest cracks and split that crack open, that the gospel takes root in our hearts. And that what God is doing in the midst of our sinful hearts is He's cracking them wide open. So that gospel can take root and that tree of life can grow, the tree filled with the promises of God and the fruit of the Spirit and the joy of salvation. He takes what was dead, brings it to life. He does it by a cross. That old rugged cross. People go, Pastor, why during the season of Advent do we talk about the cross? Because without the cross, we wouldn't be in the season of Advent. We wouldn't be getting ready for the celebration of the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Savior of the world, because the birth wouldn't matter.
even at Christmas time. It really is all about the cross. It's about the hope that that cross brings to us because you see, for unto you is born this day in the city of David is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Those are the words of the angels. And the very prophet who gives us the prophecy, our scripture this evening, later on in his, his book reminds us that this Savior is going to be the one who bears our sorrows. For He is stricken, smitten, and afflicted in our place for our sins. He does it because He loves us. And because by doing that, He makes us new through the waters of baptism. And He encourages us to sink our roots even more deeply into the good soil of the Word. Take it to heart. Be made new and whole so that we can shine before the world. Be that, that oak tree that's planted in the soil and fed by the Word and the Spirit. The question really before you, before each of us, you want to be this or this? Sometimes we live our lives like we're full of death and there is no hope. We can look around at what's happening in our world be discouraged. Or you see, we can look to the cross of Christ and know that in that cross He brings life. And out of the stump we live. Christ. All about Christ. What He's doing. You and for me. And so in the days, this week that we have before Christmas, I encourage you, share the gospel with those that you meet. And sometimes when you meet someone somewhere and you, you're a little bit stumped on what to say, pun intended, just say Merry Christmas. It's all about Christ. You'll get a variety of responses, a variety of looks, but that's the message. We share it. We share it boldly. Don't be stumped. Be full of life. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus. Into life everlasting. Amen.